Hello, and welcome to the Niche Podcast for Friday, December 6th, 2013. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about building apps that run everywhere using open web standards like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, REST, and JSON. This week, we discuss notification overload. What is it, how to deal with it, and where we might be headed. Please stay tuned. The Niche Podcast is next. Yeah, cue the home phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, now that we've got that longer intro, I'm really glad you're the one doing it, not me. <laughs> I uh, I have to read a teleprompter for the Inside the Brackets show. So I'm like, mm-hmm. it's and it's usually a, a wicked long. It's like a mouthful and you're st- trying to stare at the camera and like, they're like, don't lean forward Still too much. To from the thing, and yeah. Yeah, there's like five cameras on you, and they're like, "Don't lean forward too much. Your shirt's bunching up." And it's like, "Oh, let me fix your makeup. Hold on." Yeah. But I need to see the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you got to read the thing like ten times. It's like you know you go through it like they're like okay let's get that again from another angle and you're like so that all the words start to blur together so. Yeah. Point being, it's not that <laughs> it's not that long in comparison. <laughs> Oh, this is an interesting show already. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, th- I think it will be super hilarious to hear all of our phones and everything go off in the background during this episode. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> we talk about notification overload. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll get a phone call. So. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, we have uh, a few housekeeping things to housekeeping slash news things. Um, I think the biggest one is that uh, last week's episode was about uh, uh, API strategy book written by Daniel mm-hmm. Jacobson and friends. Mm-hmm. And he actually s- saw that we uh, podcasted about it. And uh, he said, Oh, you know, that book's two years old. There's some things that have changed since then. So I was like, do tell. And yeah. uh, he's, uh, he said he was going to follow up with me via email because it was too much to tweet. But uh, he hasn't yet, but when he does, we will update the dear listener with the things that he's learned in the intervening two years that um, maybe contradict things that they put in the book. Interesting. And secretly, I'm going to try and convince him to let me interview him. Oh, that would be good. Yes, that's my secret. This is this is just would be so much more compelling if it was coming out of your mouth. Can we just do a Skype call? Yeah, why don't, why don't you just come on the show and... Yeah. Bingo. There we go. <laughs> Uh, excellent. Uh huh. Nice. I have a talking call already. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's that's all part of the notification arms race. Notification inflation. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be the more notifications you have, the more uh, like pushy or informative they have to be. They have to get. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I got that one. I couldn't see. So. <laughs> ah. Well, that makes sense. So before we get to that, a um, couple of other things. I've got a bunch of stuff here. Um, do I seem a little extra excited this week? Um, you seem to be in a very good mood, sir. Yes, I I am because I've been looking forward to this episode uh, for a extra reason this week. I always just so you can use just so you can use the sodomatic. Exactly. Yeah, I, I look forward to every episode. It's the highlight of my week. But mm-hmm. uh, this week it's a little, it's even better because uh, this is, this will be our 85th episode. Can you believe that? It will. And in all that time, 
I have never automated the process of of posting or publishing. Cre- of publishing, right? And uh, every single week, I'm like, I should really, I should really automate this. And uh, I finally did this week, so or, or over the weekend, and I am excited to use it. But uh, it's sort of uh, relevant to the dear listener in the sense that uh, there are a couple of different really um, complicated files I have to edit to post the podcast, and I typically am doing that complicated, detail-oriented editing at like three or four in the morning, <laughs> and. Uh, and that has led to typos and broken links in the past and uh, that sort of thing. So we shouldn't have any more of that. Uh, and it collapses maybe an hour, hour and 15 minutes of, uh, of editing down to maybe five minutes of typing. So nice. hopefully things will be a little more uh, timely and accurate. Thanks to the Sodomatic. <laughs> yes. The, the nice font there. Yeah, you like that little yeah. Google fonts. So it, we should, it, it's. I would totally open source it if uh, it doesn't do anything to our actual server. It just creates a file and downloads it for me, and then I put it in the repo. Um, right. But I can't imagine. Yeah, absolutely no use to anyone. But if you're just plain old curious, dear listener, let me know and I'll post it. Um. Cool. So what else? Uh, I think that's probably, I think that's probably it. I made some updates. Oh, this is worth mentioning. Uh, updates to fast active. So, um, that speaking of open source, I published a, it's not even a lot. It's like a snippet of JavaScript, um, on GitHub called fast active that makes websites and web apps feel more native by responding instantaneously in a visual way to touch interactions and um that was maybe i don't know six weeks ago something like that something like that and it has um it's fairly i mean it's got like three or four hundred people you know that start it and uh a couple people have um just a couple people have made requests and um and pull requests and actual issue uh requests or whatever created issues and one that was on my mind was um that the, there's logic inside of the function that um, allows you to, well, it doesn't, it didn't allow you to, there's logic inside the function that decides what gets, decides what types of elements get the class applied to them. Yeah. So the, basically the way fast active works is it, you, you paste it into your website and it, it's now listening to touch events. And when you touch certain types of things on the page, it adds a CSS class to it. And uh, your C- and then in your CSS, you respond to that CSS class by creating some kind of visual style that lets the user know that they that you got the message. So um, the the conditional that I used to decide whether or not something gets uh, the active class was pretty arbitrary, um, but it was a, the most useful one, of course, which is the a tag. Uh, but then after. A short time, I was like, er, I want to put this on, on submit buttons, like buttons and submit elements and stuff like that too. And then, and, uh, so then I was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll pass those tags in. And then, uh, and that was fine. But then inevitably someone was like, it'd be really great if we could, if we could use class names. And I was like, yeah, it would. But then, you know, that creates, 
the, the code starts to grow and I really wanted to keep it under like 500 bytes, not kilobytes, but yeah. 500 bytes. So, um, <laughs> that is tiny. yeah, you almost can't even say it. Um, so what I did was I just added a parameter. You can pass in a callback function that, uh, returns true or false and, and it just calls that function. And so you can pass in whatever, uh, conditional criteria you want. Um, but I've got the default in there is the way it, the old one. So if, so you can continue to do nothing, just paste it into your site and it'll work the way that it always worked. Or you can update that, um, the, the function that is getting passed into fast active to do something a little more sophisticated if you like. Cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really, if people haven't tried it, uh, I put it in all, all my sites now and it yeah, makes too, a yeah. huge difference. I haven't had any problems with it. It works as expected uh, on every device that I use it on. And it's on the niche site. It's on Kilo, which I use probably 50 to 100 times a day. It's uh, on my website, and it just never fails. So it's cool. Nice. It's nice. I ran into an interesting interesting JavaScript thing. Um, I, actually, I should say an interesting CoffeeScript thing with regards to touch events. But... Um, I was in a hurry, so I didn't look into it more than about two minutes. So I need to dig into that a bit more, and I don't know, maybe I'll mention it next week or something. Oh, cool. Coffee touch problems. Yeah. Too jittery, perhaps. It could be. Um, okay, so that's probably uh, probably enough for the housekeeping stuff. Um, I don't have anything else. Okay, cool. So, yeah, uh, shall we move on to the feature? Sure. Great. So this week, we want to talk about notification overload. And the, the, the impetus for this conversation is my Pebble Watch, or an update to the software on said watch. <laughs> I, uh, so in case you don't know the story, I, I, you know, I buy lots of gadgets. I like to try and stay on the cut as far on the cutting edge of stuff as possible. So when I'm giving advice to people in my consulting business, I can actually be speaking from a place of experience and not just, you know, parroting stuff I read on TechCrunch. So uh, I got the Pebble watch, which is uh, like an e-ink display watch <clears throat> that essentially is um, primarily a notifications center on your wrist. It's an extension, a Bluetooth extension of your phone. And it, um, you know, when, well, originally what it did was if you got a text message, it would uh, show up on the phone screen so you could see who it was from and what the text message was. If you um, got an email, it would show you like who it was from and the subject, just, a, you know, a little tiny, it's a small screen, so yeah. it's just a little tiny bit of text, but it was enough to at least know who it was from. Yeah. And it would tell you uh, if your phone was ringing, which I think only happened to me three times the whole time I was wearing it. Uh, <laughs> if your phone was ringing, then it would tell you um, the caller ID and it would allow you to actually hang up the call from the watch, which was oh, nice. a cool feature. So you couldn't really, with the text message and the email alerts, there was no, you couldn't respond to them in any way. You couldn't dismiss them or whatever. You couldn't, they're just, you just read them. And then they disappeared and you couldn't even go back and look at them later. They're just gone. Right. You either saw it or you didn't. And uh, the phone call just had that one thing where you could hang up the phone. But again, it, there's no like, there was no 
place you could go and see your history of notifications. It was just those three things. And, uh, and there were a couple of things that were super interesting about that. Really, really compelling. Like I never intended to wear the watch around. I, I specifically yeah. bought the white one because I have, uh, some other black watches and I like to have, I have so much junk that it's easier if they're different colors, I can pick them out more easily from the pile. <laughs> right. But I, I picked a color. I don't like it though. I don't like the way it looks and I was wearing it. And I'm like, yeah. God, I wish I picked the black one. I hate the way this thing looks, but I can't <laughs> stop wearing it. So it's useful. Yeah, it was really useful. And, uh, um, so before I move on to the where it went horribly wrong, <laughs> the uh, the the couple of things in retrospect that I really that were that were you could see as limitations, but I think were actually benefits. One is that mm-hmm. you you really couldn't do any kind of meaningful response on the watch, so yeah. it, you were never so the watch was never for doing something; it was always for knowing something. So if you, so you would know why the phone in in your pocket was vibrating by looking at your wrist. It was very, I mean, it sounds like it's easy to just pull your phone out and look at it, but it's really not compared to looking at your wrist. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's all the time. There's, I quite often have times where, oh, the phone in my pocket will vibrate. And like, well, am I just getting an email that I uh, like, is that a piece of spam mail that I don't care about? Or exactly. Is it something I actually need to respond to? Yeah, exactly. That's a, a huge failure right now just in general across the notification spectrum is that uh is that there it's it's too generic but anyway getting ahead of ourselves so the uh the other thing about that was a huge advantage of the watch that you could misconstrue as a limitation is that um you not only couldn't couldn't you do anything but you can't get sucked into the watch so like here's a tell me if this sounds familiar right Okay. You, your phone buzzes in your pocket or it beeps or something. You pull it out. Mm-hmm. You see, oh, it's, um, I don't know, uh, a low balance notification on one of your checking accounts. So you're okay. like, oh, I, I'm going to, it's not a person calling me that I have to respond to like an IM, but it's something I need to deal with and I want to do it right now because I don't want to bounce checks. Right. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I had this exact same thing happen the other day, not with a low balance, but. Yeah. So I'm always, I, we have like a house account and I have a personal account. Mm-hmm. I'm always like m- trying to keep it close to the, the, the bottom of the account so that yeah. air quotes, people don't feel like we have a million dollars to spend at Target. Right. Right. The house account is just for the bills. Exactly. Exactly. So it's always like hovering near zero. So I, yeah. so I get these notifications, those, these emails, I get an email about it. It'll show up on my screen and I want to deal with it right then. But I don't have to deal with it right then. I, you know, it's like it's not urgent, but it's important. So, so right. you, you unlock your phone, the home screen comes up, and there's like a badge on, on Skype, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna, I gotta remember to do that banking thing. But it looks like someone's trying to Skype me. So then you go into Skype, and you're like, oh, I missed a, uh, I missed a, <laughs> uh, not- a message from Kelly. I'm gonna get back to her right now three minutes later you've completely forgotten about yeah. the bank thing yeah it, yeah. it happens actually, to me constantly <laughs> that that's what happened to me the other night is i was we were out and my phone vibrated and i took it out it's like oh it was my my billing statement from amazon was like, and it was oh well this is higher than it needs to be i have some ec2 instances i should shut down mm-hmm. and so then it's like 
yeah, well, I'll just go ahead and do that now so I don't forget about it. And, and then, oh, look, there's a Twitter badge. <laughs> Yeah. And I know that's a direct message from earlier, but it really annoys me to have the badge. So I'm going to go in and yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure this is familiar to the dear listener. You you you're like, oh, I have to f- fill in the blank. You launch a browser tab, or you open up your phone and and, and you like just staring at it, like, what was I going to do? Mm-hmm. Because while you're doing that, you're getting these, you know, at least on the iPhone and the Andro- and Android and all of them basically. You've got these banners that are coming up at the top of the screen and going into your notification center. It's just these constant distractions that you 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 can't not look at because it might be yeah. something important. Exactly. Um, so uh, okay, so that's so that was the other. So those are the two things that were good about the phone. You can't get uh, about the watch. You can't get sucked into it. And you can't really do anything with it. It's not for doing things; it's for knowing things. So, um, so that those two combinations of things made it extremely useful. And I, I felt like um, I wouldn't say I felt dumb when I took it off, but you just felt like you were—I don't know—it felt like a regression into a worse state of being. Yeah, because then you didn't know what the notifications vibrating in your pocket were for. Yeah, you're back to pulling out your phone every five seconds and getting sucked into it and ending up losing 30 minutes of time because you, because whatever, because your words with friends is like yelling at you because, (laughs) you know, your father's like four days ago is waiting for you to play a word. Yeah. So, okay. So then they updated the software. And I was really excited about this because at the time... I was like, it's really a bummer that I don't get like uh, IM notifications on the on mm-hmm. the uh, watch, but there's no way to do it. You can get, there's a million third party apps, and I fussed around with some of that, but it wasn't it didn't work for me. So I was like, oh geez, you know, it's too bad I don't get you know it'd be great to get Twitter D- DMs, and it'd be great to get um, you know I can't remember, I don't know how to say it IMO is the is the uh, G talk client I've been using on iOS and it'd be great to get those because those are people who are trying actively sitting there waiting for me to respond to them. Right. Right. They actually, people would actually need to talk to you right then. Right. So, so they announced this upgrade and I was stoked because the, the way that it worked was, um, you can get any, any alert that goes into your notification center, any banner, I think that's what it was, the banners that go into your notification center, um, on iOS, I'm still slumming it on my iOS phone. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, actually, my Nexus 5 is supposed to be here today. Oh, please. So let me go in and see what it's actually called uh, on iOS. Make sure I'm not missing. it is Notification Center. Yep, you go into Notification Center, and then for each application, there you can have badges, sounds, and banners. Sorry, you can have an alert, an alert style. That's what I'm talking about. Ah. Uh, there's none, which is it just doesn't do anything, of course. There's banners, which are the sort of uh, the banner yeah, ads across the top. The top. Yeah. And then there's alerts that are like a JavaScript alert dialogue, a modal dialogue. So I was like, cool, that's awesome. So anything that, that would pop up to the top of my home screen or would, of my phone, uh, it'll be on the watch. So then mm-hmm. every time, because a lot of times the, the appearance of one of those banners is accompanied by a buzz in my pocket. So now I can just look at my watch and see if the buzz is important or if it's just like, you know, applicate, you know, whatever stitcher was updated. Yeah. So, um, 
so great, awesome. And I went through the relatively Byzantine process to update the firmware on the on the phone. <laughs> I mean, sorry, on the watch. And I have to actually flash the ROM on the device. It was pretty complicated. I had to get in touch with tech support. But uh, anyway, uh, I, I'm sure I was an outlier, but uh, it was a pain. And uh, two days later, I'm not wearing the watch anymore. <laughs> because I was constantly uh, looking at my wrist and it was distracting me from whatever it was that I was doing. There were times when I had, I'd be like trying to work and I have to take the watch off and put it in my bag. Because it was so annoying. And yeah, in order to get anything done. And you, you might think, well, why don't you just go in and configure it to um, to not have as many of the notifications going to the watch? And the answer yeah, is... That was going to be my next question. The answer is that you can't. Oh. So it may be, and this is probably a limitation of the software, but it might be a limitation of iOS. But so here's the... But regardless of that, I think it reveals a really interesting... Um, sort of difference between a wearable and a phone and the the way that you you can control it on the watch um, by going into your phone settings and turning off um, alerts or taking stuff out of notification center so like i could go in and say uh, i don't want to get i only want to get notifications from uh email uh imessage or you know, what skype whatever whatever the things are yeah uh, and then you've now, now your watch is back to, now my watch would be back to where I wanted it. It was like SMS, email, phone, and a couple of other apps like Skype, Twitter direct messages, and a couple of other things like that. Right. But now when you're using the phone, you don't get the other notifications. Right. And I want them on my phone because on the phone, they're not, so this is, this is really interesting. It's, it's weird. There's a definitely a difference when I've got the phone in my hand the the notifications like I, I need if you don't do that if you don't have them then you uh, have no notification history so there's nowhere for you to look to see what happened while you weren't looking at the phone right so you you really you just start missing things like you just start dropping the ball like crazy if you turn those things off so so, so but the the point being is that I think there's a real need to be able to configure the um, volume of notifications specific to the device. Yeah. Which I think is part of a, is probably the beginning of a bigger trend or a theme that is going to appear for uh, application developers, which is each of these different, Con I, I want to use the word context, but it's weird because I always used the word context before to mean the environment that the person was in. Mm -hmm. But really, the but now it's different because the person's in the same environment, but you've got two different, very different devices. So it's like the computing, the entire, the interface, yeah, the whole, the holistic situation. You want to be a particular way, like, the, oh, here's here's another great example when when you're in bed, so like. I'm on the night shift with the baby and <laughs> we'll, I'll, this is like, in, this isn't, this isn't going to get too personal, dear listeners. So don't start cringing. Um, <laughs> but when the, it's happened on multiple occasions that I'll like come upstairs to say goodnight to Erica, because I'm going to stay up late to, um, to, uh, watch the baby. Yeah. And 
uh, <laughs> we'll I'll be sort we'll sort of be like snuggling in the bed, like watching a movie or something, and I'll have my arm around her, and the watch will buzz on her head. <laughs> and it's so, it is so annoying. But if the but if the phone, which is probably you know in my pocket on my butt, squished between me and the bed, that's not bothering anybody. So it's like the the device context is massively different in different situations. You want them to snooze at different times. You want you want them to just handle things uh, differently. You want different kinds of alerts on the different devices. So it's and I you know it's it's just really interesting. It and the software update has ruined this device for me. Like I, mm. I can't use it anymore. Yeah. There's no way for me to set it up that. Um, Maybe maybe a dear listener can set me straight, but as far as I know, there's no way to get it back to the way it was. Yeah, you have to choose between either too many notifications or a loss of, of notification history. Right, too many everywhere or not enough everywhere. Yeah. So you, it's like you can't get them right on both. There's no way right now to get the correct level of, of filtering. You can't get the filtering right on both devices. You have to pick one way, and it, it doesn't. it totally doesn't work. It's ruined the watch. So I I just found that so interesting. So that is that that was what got me thinking about notifications. I've I don't have the watch, but I've certainly certainly had my moments of notification overload. Yeah, you were mentioning one before the sh- a classic case before the show. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what's a typical what's a typical notification that'll that'll echo like that for you? Um, well, for instance, you had the ones you had set up to mo- to do some server monitoring the other night. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. This is a great story. (laughs) This this is great. This is great. So it ended up before before we got to it and and fixed the problem, it ended up the server sent out three notifications. Well, yeah, back back up a sec so so the dear listener knows what we're talking about. Okay. We have uh, a server that's having some mystery problem on it. And uh, and so I set up a cron job to broadcast like on all channels – when the problem happened so we could jump in and fix it. Yeah. And so so it sends an SMS and an email to both Kelly and me. Yeah. And it it runs once every minute, so <laughs> Yeah, that too. You know, if you if you don't get to it right away, you're going to keep getting notifications until you do, which right. in this case is good because it needs to be handled right away. But <laughs> here's the thing. I got the SMS on my phone. The yeah. email pop-up alert thingy on my computer, a growl notification on my computer, and then my phone vibrated because it was getting the email out of sync. Right. Yeah. So you were sending, it sent out three notifications in three minutes, but on my end, it was like getting 12 notifications in three minutes. Yep. So now imagine my house where I've got... <laughs> oh, God. Exact same thing. I get I get all, all three of those notifications like three or four times because on top of it my sms is google voice so mm. so google, you get voice, a google voice message too then google voice sends me an iMessage and an email so every time i get one of those server pings i get the actual email i get the the text notification this sort of text message in um gmail uh google voice and i get it in iMessage and I get an email about it. So how many is that? Like four yeah, or five? Four. Yeah. So I and get then it's and then because things are slightly out of sync, it's gonna echo across all your devices. Right. So I get four 
notifications within like 10 seconds of each other. They're all the saying the same exact thing. And then you, and they come in on my, my, I have two iPhones that are currently online. So, so it comes in on both iPhones, two Android, uh, Nexus seven tablets, two iPads. It's like my, it's like a bomb went off in my house. <laughs> like someone sends you a text message and your whole house vibrates. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hilarious. Like, like I'll, if something, something will happen, like if, if, uh, if I have a tweet that goes not viral, but if I have something that people, people retweet like crazy, Erica will come down. She'll, I'll come downstairs in the morning and she'll be like, she's like, your stuff's going off. <laughs> so like, she'll be like, all your stuff is going crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and I've I've lost count of the number of times where, like, if you're using a web app that has any kind of notifications in it or any kind of any kind of live, anything in it, mm-hmm. please don't let it make noise. Right. There's no way to find what tab it's on. Yeah, I've I've there's been many times where I've just I've had to stop everything I'm doing and just go hunting through tabs to try and find what's beeping, what's beeping, and eventually, like, I'll just give up. Yeah. Like I, I have no idea what's causing this this noise. Yeah, I have the same thing with devices where it's like there'll be I literally have a, a like a shoebox type of thing with I don't know, it's got maybe twenty different connected devices in it, plus another ten on my desktop, my physical desktop. Mm-hmm. And if if an there's and there's some a like a little beep that I don't recognize what it's for. It's got a distinctive tone it's like a distinctive sound but i don't know what it's for and i have yeah, no idea what it's I've coming a from beep. it's a mystery beep and it's from it's and it doesn't happen often enough for me to figure out what it is yeah exactly i don't know if it's a, it could be a battery dying it could be facebook messenger on windows phone i have no idea what it is <laughs> yeah yeah i've had one for about two years now i only hear it every few months is it your smoke detector? No, well, no, no. Our smoke detector goes off every time we cook. We, um, and I blame you, you. I blame you for that. That's how you know you're done. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not actually that bad of a cook. I blame you for that, actually. Um, oh yeah. After your after your house fire last yeah. year, we we thought, well, you know, our smoke detectors have been broken for a while. We should probably actually replace them. Uh huh. We did, and the new ones we got are so super sensitive. Like, you boil a pot of water in the kitchen and they go off. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. yeah. That's rough. Yeah. And what's what's hilarious is you boil a pot of water in the kitchen, and the one on the other end of the house goes off. Weird. Not the one in the kitchen. That's super weird. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Well, there's another... I was making a list of things before the show that, like, old school notifications, like landline yeah. phone had a bell that... You had to be in a physical place at a particular time to, to, to get the notification. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of uh, fire alarms, but that's a good like smoke detector is a good one. Um, the uh, old school bell. Yeah, yeah, just bells in general. That's pretty much what they're for. We used to have a um, a lumber mill here that had a a whistle that would blow every day at noon. Mm. That's cool. Huh. So. The notification echo thing is a big deal, um, and I think it's going to become a bigger deal as people get more and more devices in their household, uh, which, if uh, Amazon's pricing of the Kindle Fire is any indication, will be yes. more and more people over time. 
I was I was just going to say, can you imagine how annoying this would be with Google Glass? Oh man, I mean, it it would <laughs> prevent you from using it. Oh, just stop already. Yeah, you just take them off. It's like you you do. It just has to be. It's a super super uh, direct connection to your cortex. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's a very sensitive, uh, high, high. What's what's the? It's just very sensitive. It's a sensitive channel. So you, you have to be very delicate with it. It's much mm-hmm. more sensitive channel than, than the phone in your pocket. <laughs> it's like me after I had the cataract surgery. <laughs> I was, uh, after I had gotten so used to this cataract and not being able to see anything, after I had the cataract surgery, like, it took me a while to adjust. Like, I was literally, for two weeks, I was freaking out over things that I would see in my peripheral vision that I, I just, like, was unable to completely see before. Oh, Wow. And, like, I would see a shadow cast by something in, in the corner of my eye, and it'd be like, oh, God, there's a thing there. I'm going to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lizard brain leaps into yeah, action. like, <laughs> I know. It, it it totally was. Like, we would go outside a couple of, it's like the day after the surgery, or day or two after the surgery, maybe. And we'd stop at a restaurant to eat, and we were sitting by the window. And I just, I could not handle sitting next to that window. We had to close the blinds because there was just... It's like information overload. Wow, that's really interesting. Man. Yeah, it took me about two weeks to adjust. <laughs> I have a funny story that's the same, same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. When, I was in co- when I first went to college in Boston, I had this horrible crap apartment that cost me a million dollars a month. And oh, yeah, that, that's, that's Boston rent. <laughs> yeah, and it had roaches. And mm-hmm. this is the first time I ever had roaches. Like... And I was like horrified. I mean, I and it wasn't that bad. There was a, it was, it was, there were roaches, but there weren't tons of them. Yeah. But it was just, it just was so repulsive to me at the time. Not that I like it now, but, and uh, I was just super jumpy. I would like, I would, I had a futon, of course, because it was college and it was, mm-hmm. it was the couch. So it was in the middle of the studio apartment. And, and I, before I go to bed, <laughs> I had this can of raid that I would spray a circle on the ground. Like a ring around the couch. A ring around the couch. <laughs> like, I was, like I was Harry Dresden. Nice. Protect myself from roaches. So, nice. So, okay, so that was like, you know, that was like a fall semester. I go home for Christmas, and my, uh, my uh, father, at my father's house, he's got a rec room that doesn't anymore, but it had like that knotty pine, old school wood mm-hmm. paneling. And it mm-hmm. had so it was like a it was like a, a honey color, but it had knots, and they looked the, they were the exact same color as roaches. And <laughs> I'd be sitting there on the couch, and all of a sudden I would jump, and because out of the corner of my eye, I would see one of the you see one of the knots. I jumped to go kill it. <laughs> I couldn't control it. I had to leave the room. It was like, it was <laughs> awful. Oh my god! So yeah. So notification, but all to bring it back, dear listener. <laughs> Notification overload of roaches or cars passing or text actual messages. Notifications, yes, yeah. actual notifications. They, it's a sensitive channel that yet needs to be very carefully tuned in your application. You don't want to overload uh, the users of whatever it is you're creating, whether it's a device or an application or service. So, kind of it's a an app. Yeah, I mean, especially an app because like marketers love push notifications because they completely, you know, to use a to use a a cringe inducing term they drive engagement <laughs> like native app, app uh, engagement you can't with, ignore them yeah they're annoying 
and but but it's weird because it gets you into this like trance state and uh you just can't yeah, like those home screen badges i can't deal with those things i can't either and i can't deal with i can't deal with lock screen notifications either yeah like if if i have notifications piling up on my lock screen then i have to unlock the phone yes to yeah get rid of them. I'm that I'm that way with the home screen badges. I cannot use my phone if there's a a red badge on one of the icons. Yeah. And it's like so so uh, side story, when I was de- trying to deal with the watch thing, I went through and I turned off badges for every single application. Oh, there we go, beeping. I turned off badges for every single application and I'm here to tell you that my quality of life doubled. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> But like my phone became so much more useful and you think like, oh, but now you're going to miss all these things. No, you're not. You're not. I have badges on. Catzilla th- <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Catzilla has joined the show. <laughs> Speaking of notifications, someone wants it out of the office. Yeah, the second. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, uh, dear listener, I urge you to, as an experiment, if you have an iOS device, go through and turn off badges for every single application, and you will thank me later. I'm, I'm totally doing that with Twitter. Yeah, it's like, you don't need, like, people probably thinking, like I did, like, oh, I'm going to miss email. I don't need badges. I know I have email. Yeah. I always have email. So the badge doesn't tell me anything, because the badge doesn't differentiate between spam and not spam, or, or important message, not important message. It just says five. Right. So I, I know I have email. I don't need to see the badge. So if you go through and turn off badges for everything, uh, but then leave on uh, banner notifications for the stuff that you do want to interrupt you, because that's what these things do. They interrupt you, even if they're not important. You have to look at it to decide if it's important. So it's too late. You've been interrupted. So let's see if I went through just to give people an example. And again, this is, this is, I, this, for me, this is a much bigger problem on iOS because iOS notifications are way more intrusive. Android is much, much better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Android, Android is much better. Uh, but like I have basically the, the text, the, the IM application that Erica and I both use, that one is like full on interrupt me. Um, Skype is full on interrupt me because that's, I use for client work and then, emo or whatever it's called is basically uh that one is full you know badges sounds banners you know <laughs> sound the alarm because that same thing because that's basically how you and i chat when uh, right. i'm on my phone and trip it which almost never does any notifications unless i'm actively traveling which is when you want them right. and then absolutely everything else that's in notification center which isn't very many things well actually it's a pretty longer list than i thought but um it's just banners yeah. So they show up on the screen They're for me, maybe it's just my psychology. It's very easy for me to glance at them and not be too interrupted. And then later, uh, since they're banners later, you can go in and look at them because there's a historical log of, of what you haven't seen or what you haven't de- dealt with in the last, you know, however long you were away from your, you know, however long you were ignoring your phone. Yeah. Yeah, now you still get if you turn off the badges and what have you, you do you still get the home screen or the um the lock screen notifications? You can shut those off separately. Uh, inside, if you drill way down to the bottom of the settings for uh, each individual app. Yeah, because I'm 
I get lock screen notifications for some Twitter users, but not all of them. I don't understand. I just like this just randomly started. That's weird. Some people that I follow on Twitter, I get them on my lock screen, and others I don't, and I have no idea how or why. Twitter, I, I will. I would be willing to bet that that is just inconsistency on their pushing, because be. they they do something um, that I've talked about in my workshops. Um, I talk about badges in my workshops, and and it's like the the having the badge on uh, your home screen app or your home screen icon is it can be really useful. It's a good thing to support. Um, it's good for you as a business owner because it is going to drive engagement, um, and people can shut it off if they want to, like we're talking about. But the the there we go. But the mm -hmm. uh, the problem with it is that they're all. Some applications get them wrong all the time, or they're misleading. So they're mm -hmm. super irritating when you when you like you know Google Voice is is my punching bag for this one because it it it'll it'll aggregate stuff that's actually the same thing. So it'll say like eleven or twelve, and I'm like, oh my god, what's going on? So I go in there, and it's really six voice. It's like six text messages that are also or no six calls that also have a voicemail. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I get that too. So when the number's wrong, it's really irritating. Um, but it's especially irritating if the number is um, higher than it actually should be. Because then you go in there and it's just disappointment or anger. Yeah, or you're, or you're digging around like, okay, what am I missing? <laughs> right. Yeah, you're looking all over the place. Like, you get that feeling. So what Twitter did, and I, 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 I don't know this for sure, but it appears that what they did is when they send you a badge update, they always set it to one, regardless of how many at replies or whatever is there. So it basically is just a home screen badge that says, <laughs> that's awesome. I'm, to I'm totally not cutting those out this week. Um, so it's always one. So it tells you that something happened. And then when you go in there, it's like, you know, because you want, like, I, you know, I guess I'm an egomaniac. I like, you know, retweets and I want to know about it and I thank people and stuff. And um, so I want to know about it. And, right. and if the, if the badge says one and I go in and it turns out there's actually 40, I'm happy because I want those. It's not like an email inbox. Like I want <laughs> a lot of interaction on Twitter. So it never disappoints me. And, it, and if they said 40 and I went in there and there's really only 10, because it was a, a combination of things. I'd be like, uh, exactly. Not as low as I thought I was. Yeah, exactly. So, but now I just have it completely shut off anyway, but I, I suspect that it has something to do with that. They probably, they might not be, um, so, like the push notifications that they're sending might be failing or they're only sending some on purpose. Yeah, it might be. Like, there's, there's only two people that I follow that I get locks or I get lock screen notifications for. Hmm. It's always the same too. It's always the same too. Oh, that's weird. And I mean, it's two people that I mean, like it's it's Josh and Wyatt. So you know, they're two people whose tweets I'm interested in. Huh. But I don't have them marked on any kind of list or anything like that. So you know, I have no idea. That's weird. How or why it's happening? Huh. I I'm that it. I don't think there's any way in iOS to set that. So it must be something you either you set in Twitter or it's just some gremlin type of wacky thing. I don't know, maybe I have more tweets favorited by them, and Twitter goes, oh, well, she wants to, you know, get tweets from these people or something. I don't know. Right, yeah, that's weird. 
Well, that brings us to uh, a, a something that's related to notification echo, which is um, it's it's almost the same thing, but it's is it the same thing? I think it's I feel like it's different, but the yeah. the the ability to dismiss the notification from everywhere doesn't exist. No. And that's really, that's, that's like pop email. It's like that nightmare <laughs> of, Oh my God, I've got a bunch of emails yeah. going. You're like, wait, I, I thought I, I did. Re I did read the data respond to this. I thought I got back, you know, yeah. and that's why everybody uses IMAP now because mm -hmm. the, the, um, you know, the information, the, the red, Ness. <laughs> the redness. Oh man, I've got some <laughs> redness in my email. Maybe I should put a cream on that. Put a cream on that. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the embarrassing creams aisle at Target. <laughs> so, whether or not a notification has been addressed is really—it's that's like a, a huge failing of the number of notification systems we've got going on right now. Yeah. Uh, Android does a great job of it because you can respond to notifications right in the notification center. You can actually, yes. each one has a little um, sort of context sensitive way, one or two options to respond to it. Like if it's an email notification, you can archive it right there. Um, and iOS on the desktop is starting to do this with their, their growl ripoff. Uh, you can now like <laughs> respond to stuff right in line in the notifications, but it's mm -hmm. it's not anywhere near ready to for prime time on iOS. Yeah, that's they, for sure. They added added that in Mavericks, didn't they? They did, and it's yeah. I still it, haven't up upgraded. Yeah, you're not missing anything. I did my laptop, but not my desktop. Yeah, it's eh, it's whatever. Some people are reporting that they're getting much better battery life out of their laptops, which is really nice. But that, but I think it's because of Safari, the, the way that they put in tabs to sleep in Safari. And since I don't use Safari, yeah. then I don't get that bonus. Exactly. Um, so there's the so so this notion of like of dismissing notifications across all of your platforms, that is a tough problem to solve, uh, because like a lot of the so so right now I think. I think I'm probably an outlier right now, but I won't be. I think that that the way that my sort of home network and Internet of Things in my house is set up right now, that I feel like that's not going to be that weird in a couple of years. No, I think it'll, I think it's hidden that way for a lot of people, and I don't know I'm I'm getting more and more elected all the time. Right, we're getting more connected, and and the devices in our lives are getting more connected, and people who create those devices are going to want to drive engagement. And, mm. and a lot of the things that, especially internet of things stuff, the stuff that doesn't have screens, it's going to be beeping and buzzing and turning and colors flashing. and yeah. right. So that stuff, Oh God, we just, I told you we got a new dishwasher, right? Mm -hmm. Speaking of things, buzzing and beeping the, the beep on the dishwasher when it's done is exactly this, the exact same beep as when you leave the refrigerator door open. So Your refrigerator door beeps when it's open. Yeah, if you leave it open for too long, it starts beeping. Wow, <laughs> our refrigerator's nowhere near that intelligent. <laughs> yeah, we got a new, we got relatively new appliances after the fire, so it's like uh, the the dishwasher is just from a couple weeks ago. But so the dishwasher is so quiet that you don't know it's running, which is a problem. <sighs> and 
you know, like if you, here's, here's a classic thing. I'm like, put, start the dishwasher. And then I'm like, ah, I forgot this baby bottle that was in the living room. Go back. Mm-hmm. I go over to the new dishwasher. I, you, I'm telling you, you cannot hear it. It's like, it's not, you're like, ah, oh, did I start it? So then you open it and it's like, you know, running. So you're like, okay. So I put <laughs> the, yeah, right. So I put the bottle in and I close it and I'm like, did it start back up? Did it start back? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's almost like nice. you want it to be a little louder than it is. Oh, my, my dishwasher is so loud. Mm. Well, I've got a recommendation for you if you want to quiet 13 one. years old. Oh, geez. So. Yeah, they get cranky but, in their teens. I don't know. I mean, it still, it still runs great. You know, it's a, it's a whirlpool. It's a, a great dishwasher. It's just old and loud because it's old, not because there's anything wrong with it. Mm. Well, I'll warn you, before you get a new dishwasher, the new energy, uh, sort of energy conservation laws have decreased the efficacy of some of the dishwasher features. Interesting. Yes. Like drying the dishes, for example. Mm. So anyway, um, when it, when it's, so it's silent and it takes also because the energy, uh, energy stuff and the water stuff, it tries to use as little energy and water as possible. And to Mm -hmm. do that, it kind of like sprays the dishes, uh, early in the cycle and it lets them sit for like a half an hour. The thing takes forever to run. It takes like two hours <laughs> for the dishwasher to run. And when it's done, you didn't know it was running. And it's like two hours later. And all of a sudden, there's just this beeping. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> and if I'm downstairs, right? Like if I'm downstairs and I hear yeah. the beeping, I'm like, God, if it's the dishwasher, no big deal. If it's the refrigerator, big deal. Gotta close it. Yeah. So I have to come upstairs every time it beeps. <laughs> so... It, need so the, a camera. I, what I need is more, yeah. <laughs> what you need is more notifications. <laughs> I know. I need a notification to tell me which. So which it, notification? <laughs> but so there is a point, dear listener, talking about all of the the appliances in my house, which is that the ability to distinguish between the different notifications. It, it's right now. It stinks. And it, I hope it'll get yeah. better. It has to get better to help us triage the barrage. Triage the barrage. Nice. Of notifications. If it doesn't get better, I mean, yeah. I mean, what, your phone's just going to sit there and vibrate constantly. and Yeah. You know, or, yeah. It, yeah I mean, it should go dishwasher, dishwasher, dishwasher. <laughs> right. Like your fire alarm. Yeah. Your, your, your smoke detector. Dinner's ready. Dinner's ready. Dinner's ready. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Actually, lately it hasn't been too bad as long as we don't cook, as long as we don't fix bacon. But there you go. Bacon is guaranteed to set it off. Oh, wow. So it should yeah. just say bacon, bacon, bacon. Bacon, bacon. So, yeah. So, so the thing is, um, I, I feel like, I don't know who can control this. Probably no one listening. Uh, maybe the phone vendors, maybe app developers, but the... <laughs> the ability to customize the different kinds of alerts for different kinds of things would be huge. Um, yeah, I, I can't even find a way in iOS to have different ringtones for different people. I think you put it on their contact record. Uh, that would make sense. Yeah. But the, but so I, but I want that for everything. I don't, because I yeah. no, no one calls me. So if it, right. except for telemarketers, so I don't really care about that, but it would be great if, text messages from particular people did something different 
and mm-hmm. the and obviously if, if I'm looking at my phone, okay, great. The um, that you know I can see who it's from, but a lot of these notifications are non-visual. So you've got like an actuator vibrating it in your pocket, or you've got a, a tone, and you know you, you don't. And you can't, so like you've got, like you've got eyelids, but you don't have ear lids. So, (laughs) you know, you you can't, there's nothing you can do physiologically to shut off, you know, on your end, you know, on your body end. There's nothing you can do to shut off the the audio notifications. So at least make them meaningful, you know? I don't know. (laughs) What? And we have a title. <laughs> just a mental picture of your lids. <laughs> Perhaps that will spur you into another illustration. Yeah, maybe. So, geez, I mean, I, I thought this was going to actually be a short conversation, but I could yeah, keep, I I could so keep going forever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you could, you could keep going with it because it's just, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they all need to be like my talking caller ID. <laughs> Yeah, really. They did. I mean, that would be annoying too. But there needs to be some kind of solution. Yeah. Like I've, I've for a long time wanted uh, to be able to just customize the vibration. So, like mm-hmm. when a when a that would have been a great feature for the for the Pebble Watch to have custom vibrations. Yeah, although it would work better on a watch than it would on a phone because I quite often miss vibration notifications on a phone. Right, it's complicated. You'd need yeah, because like like you said, I you know I blame my pants. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. If your pants are too loose, you miss SMS messages and then you get in trouble. So, but it it is complicated. Like, I don't think it's not, I don't think it's easy because you'd have to have, you'd almost need like a notification beep. Like I'm going to notify you about something. So then you, cause, cause it would have to be kind of like a Morse code style thing where it's like, you Mm -hmm. know, long, long, short means that Erica texted me. And, but if I miss the first long, then... I just get long short and it's like, well, wait a minute. What, what was that? You know? Yeah. So uh, it's, it's very complicated, but it's, it's a problem that I feel like someone hopefully will address. I don't, I think it's, I think it's going to have to be, I don't know where it falls though. I think it falls in the OS vendor giving the, the, of the mobile device, but there's, it's weird because there's like, now we're getting, we're getting uh, like, you can send push notifications to like the Chrome browser yeah, which I haven't even got my head around yet. But you can have you can have a, your website send push notifications that show up on an Android device, even if your website's not open, which is going to be awesome. Even though I'm kind of sounds like I'm complaining about notifications, but that is going to be great for applications that use it properly, web applications. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, there's, there's so many different platforms involved. There's not one vendor that. It's almost like there needs to be a notifications platform, you know, like Urban yeah. Airship or somebody comes in and is like, "Look, everybody, just integrate this, please, so that we can we can mark these things as as red, or we can, you know, customize the way they yeah do something smart." Like, here's another here's another case of notification fail. I'm on my phone, okay, so like mm-hmm. like I want the watch to shut off when I've got my phone open. Like they could do that. Like Pebble could, mm-hmm. Pebble could know that I was on my phone because you yeah. get, you get the notification echo where you're on your phone 
you see a notification, it vibrates in your hand, you're looking at it, you see the banner, and now your watch starts going. Right. But when you're on a call. Yeah. It's like there needs to be, it needs to be smarter. Um, yeah. And like maybe you, you want the notification on your wrist when you're on a call because you can't pull the phone away from your ear to look at it. Yeah, I suppose that's true. So it should know, like, and it, and it knows, the phone knows that it's up to your ear. Yeah. It shuts the screen off. So, well, I guess that makes sense that if the screen's off, then go to the watch. If this, if the screen's not off, then don't go to the watch. Right. Which reminds me of another problem with the new, the new firmware upgrade for the Pebble watch, which is another thing that I don't think is, they're going to fix, which is that now it uses Bluetooth low energy, which is good because it means the battery's going to last longer, but mm -hmm. it, instead of pushing, uh, over like a live live connection it is it's i don't know if it's actually polling but it gives the behavior of polling oh that's horrible it's horrible so like so here's what happens now my phone buzzes in my pocket and i wait and i wait and i wait and then 10 seconds later it shows up on my watch yeah meanwhile my phone's buzzed again so i'm like it's so annoying. Like as soon as the phone, you want the phone and the watch, if they're both going to buzz, you want it to happen simultaneously. Yeah. They need to be in sync. Yeah. Or Backstreet Boys, one or the other. Yeah. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> so we, we've, the, we should probably wrap, but this is, uh, I, <laughs> we're getting kind of long and ranty. Yeah. But, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing when you dig into how screwed up things are right now. Cause you, cause it's like, no, it's like notification inflation, right? Because it's an arms race of, of like, wow, now, I mean, before it was like, if yeah. you're, if you're in your house, you heard your phone ring in the kitchen. That was about it. Yeah. Oh, and it's, it's even more annoying when you can't turn the notifications off because I have a, I have a notification that annoys me a lot and I cannot turn it off. What? Um, I made the mistake of giving Kira school my cell phone number. Hmm. And they also have my email address. So now, and the reason I gave them this information was for emergency contact information. And they send out a text message when school's canceled because of snow. Right, which is great. Yeah, don't have to get up. Right. But they also do it for PTO meetings and ball games and Ugh. state testing is tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah. You know, and I call them and I'm like, take me off your list and and mm. it never happens and and so yeah, so every time one of these goes one of these goes out, I get it. They call my their automated system calls my house, calls my cell phone, mm. texts my cell phone, sends me an email <laughs> because of a PTA meeting. <laughs> uh, uh, the terrorist yeah. one. It's like the it's amazing. It's amazing. Like this is, when you think about this, it's like a real mess. Like I feel like it's, I feel like this is the first time it's r risen to a real serious conscious level with me. Mm -hmm. But since it has, uh, I've spent a lot of time because I'm on this, I'm slumming it on this 5S, which I cannot stand. I've spent a lot of time going through. I'll take it. Yes. Erica's already got dibs. She's like, I want, yeah. I want that thing. <laughs> the the uh you can make your life better if you go in and change all the defaults mm -hmm. and it's a pain to do it because there's no global place you can set do not disturb but but that's too global yeah you know so you have to go through on an app by app basis 
Yeah, um, I was just looking at it on my phone while we were sitting there talking after you mentioned doing it. I'd have to do it in like 40 different things. Like, I don't care that much. It's yeah, annoying. I'm yeah. not going to do that. Well, the easiest thing is like the, the first step is to just take stuff out of the notification. Like you don't care about Game Center. You don't care about, there's a million yeah. apps in there and they default to being in the notification center. So just take them out of there and uh, and you can drag and drop the list to get them out of there. That's the fastest way. And then you go into each one and there's like, you know, the alert style, which I mean, I'm telling you, customizing that stuff, it took me probably a half an hour to go yeah. through. And then every time I install a new app, I have to go in and customize it. It's a little, it's a little bit cumbersome, but it, man, what a difference it makes in your like concentration level and the number of interruptions that you get throughout the day that are, that, that before didn't seem like a big deal, but, uh, you know, add them all up and throw in echo and, you know, the fact that you can't mark them as red and it's just like, it really cuts down on the noise, the noise in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I kind of. Yeah, it's just like this is why this is why I don't text people. I have I have friends who think it's it's weird that I don't text my some of my friends or off and on throughout the day. I'm just like no, that's just distracting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, totally. All right, we should probably wrap there. Yeah. We'll leave it as an exercise to the dear listener to share your notification horror stories with us on Twitter. I would love to hear it. Um <laughs> And hear it, and hear it. <laughs> just don't, just don't send me a push notification about it. <laughs> uh, what are we gonna do? <laughs> That's our show for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again next week for the Niche Podcast. Bye. Bye.